Welcome to the Excel in Retirement show. On this episode, we continue our Empowering Women in Retirement Planning series. I know you'll get a lot of good content out of here. We talk about some practical approaches that women can take when it comes to retirement planning and what to look for in a financial advisor. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the show. Retirement Show. My name is David Treese, and I am a financial advisor with Clients Excel here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'll be your host for the show. We work with clients all over, and we would love to connect with you, our listeners. As a token of appreciation for listening, we would like to mail you a gift to say thank you for listening. You may email us your name and address to connect at clientsexcel.com. Also, I always enjoy speaking with you, our listeners, so you can reach out to me by calling 864-618-4800. Okay, this is part two of our Empowering Women podcast series. Last week, we discussed some of the often unique challenges women are faced with in retirement. For example, did you know that 90% of women will eventually be solely in charge of their household finances? And as I stated last week, that one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because based on a recent survey, it was found that only 20% of women feel very well prepared to make wise financial decisions. If 90% of women are going to be solely in charge of finances, wouldn't you agree that we need to be 100% prepared to make those financial decisions? I would encourage you to go back and listen to show 26. It has a lot of good, important content there I think you'll find a lot of value in. We ended last week by talking about the three-legged stool, and we got into it a little bit, but we're going to expand on it here. We talked about pensions being one leg and Social Security being the second leg, and this week we're going to be talking about the third leg here in a few minutes, but we're going to go back and talk about those other legs also. Um, a lot of leg talk there. That's the, but the, the third leg, though, is the leg that you have the most control over. It's your personal savings for retirement. So, the three-legged stool. First, what has happened to a lot of pension plans? What have many companies done with them over the years? You may already know, but here's one thing that's been going on with them. In the 80s and 90s, many employees actually started feeling like uh, they can make higher returns being in the stock market. So they started giving their employees, or excuse me, their companies that they worked for feedback, like saying, instead of putting money in my pension plan where it's earning very little interest, maybe a fixed amount of interest, I'd rather put it in, the, in my 401k where I have the opportunity to earn more interest. Because remember, when the market was going up, 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 everybody loves throwing money at the stock market. And in the 80s and 90s especially, the market was on a tear. It was going up, up, up. It was very strong. But we know in the 2000s, that's all came to a, to a bitter end, really. We had two major market collapses in uh, the dot-com crash and the mortgage meltdown. Now, we typically don't have two major market corrections in a decade like that, but that's what's caused some people to refer to the 2000s as the lost decade when it comes to saving and investing. So 
Things kind of got similar now, though. The market, since the Great Recession in 2008 and 2009, it's really been on a tear again up until this year, 2020. And uh, then the COVID uh, crash happened and the market went way down. And then it came back up really quickly in record time. And uh, this has been a year for records. The Dow just hit 30,000 points for the first time ever. And that's historic. But going back to the pension plans, many companies, on the other hand, were probably saying something like, we really don't like the notion of pensions to begin with, because first of all, the labor force continues to grow and people's lifespan continues to get longer. You know, our health care has gotten better, so people are living longer. And we're, we're, try, we're tying ourselves to some serious financial obligations, because remember, those pension plans were supposed to pay out for an individual's entire life. And uh, if we're going to continue to have to pay out for an unknown number of years, we've got a huge obligation. So we would love to transfer that burden away from us and to you in the form of 401ks and just start offering some sort of company match into things like your 401k. So many companies slowly started doing just that, doing away with pensions and offering company matches instead, which many of you have likely participated in over the years. And so uh, a pension is, uh, excuse me, a, a match, basically, if you're unfamiliar with that. Some companies, this varies from company to company and, and, and 401k to 401k, but it might be a dollar for dollar. It might be 50 cents for every dollar that you put on into the plan that your company matches you. And so basically, though, our personal savings leg has had to double as the pension leg also in our retirement income plan. So meanwhile, let's look at Social Security. If, I, if you all were sitting in front of me, everyone that's listening to this show were sitting in front of me, and I said, how likely do you feel, uh, by a show of hands, how likely do you feel that Social Security is perfectly on solid ground? And how many of you think it's somewhat shaky? I'm sure most of us would agree that Social Security is somewhat shaky. Um, there's a great deal of speculation right now about the future of Social Security, and many of you have likely heard that uh, it, it's shaky and unsustainable, and there's always talk in the news about this and how uh, Social Security is going to be uh, diminished or, or go away, and that's a, that's a common tactic we hear in election years from politicians campaigning. So Social Security, though, will likely have some sort of reduced benefit, it would be better to plan for a reduced benefit than to get there and never planning for it and then to suddenly happen and really throw your apple cart off. And so we don't want to do that. So let's just plan that we're going to have reduced benefits. But here's the deal. None of us are psychics, you know. And But if you think about the politicians and lawmakers who will be passing any legislation that could possibly reduce a senior Social Security benefits, what's, what's those people's number one jobs? Politicians' number one jobs would be to get reelected. It seems like to me. Uh, it seems like as soon as they get in office, they're worried about getting reelected. We see that time and time again. And if that's the case, and a large portion of the vote continues to come from seniors, uh, senior citizens in that population, how likely do you think they are to pass legislation that will likely affect seniors in the present? 
Probably not likely, but they could certainly pass laws that enact such changes down the line to keep the program sustainable. So maybe those coming behind that are maybe under 50 years old would get less or some, some combination of that or something along those lines. And again, though, but none of us knows the future for certain, but the likelihood that Social Security benefits will be reduced in the very near future you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. If it, if it does happen, uh, it, it would not come as a shock to me. So back to our three-legged stool. If you don't have a pension, then we have a two-legged stool, right? So we, if we don't have a pension, if you're like 90% of people out there now and you don't have a pension, you have a two-legged stool. So it's even more important that we, uh, that we, we get this all hemmed up and everything is working properly. So... We've got our personal savings that we've been able to accrue. And so our retirements are effectively sitting on the certainty of those two-legged stool, though. So how do we fix that and, and what do we do uh, about that? The bottom line is this. For many of you here to listening, you've likely spent 30, 35, maybe 40 years, uh, maybe even 50 years. And so many of you have put in decades of hard work and effort into saving for this chapter of your life. For all of us, those years, a paycheck has been dropping into our accounts every few weeks. And for the most part, most of you, you've been able to absolutely rely on it. And that's been a wonderful thing to be able to pay your bills and enjoy hobbies and go out to eat and, uh, and, and going to the movies and entertaining yourself and so forth, going on trips maybe to the beach or the mountains or wherever you like to go. And it's always great to have the resources to be able to spend time with our family and friends. That just adds to our quality of life. And in retirement, one of the biggest concerns many people coming into our office have is simply this. I've spent all these years with paychecks being directly deposited into my account, but when I retire, we're going to have a nice party and they'll probably celebrate me by all or celebrate me and, and my company might throw me a party. And then two weeks later, when that check would normally come in, it's not going to. And that is the point. The checks are on me. The checks are going to come from whatever I've been able to faithfully put away all these years. And I have little to no clue. This is, this is how many people feel. I have little to no clue how to manage that. I have no idea where to draw from, and, uh, and I have no idea how much I can afford to take, how long they will last, and how to manage them to ensure that I don't run out of money before I pass away. If you're in a situation like that, you're very common. That's a very common refrain that we hear time and time again. Oh, how many of you ideally would like to have something left over, maybe to pass along to your kids, maybe to put them on a higher plateau than you were able to achieve? Many people uh, have that desire, and it's understandable. And, and folks, since this is geared towards ladies, I'll just say, ladies, I've been doing this for going on 10 years, and in all that time, I've never understood how someone could truly retire without being very confident about where their income in retirement is going to come from. Again, income is your lifestyle in retirement, and in that sense, income is the outcome. Income is the outcome. Do you have a written retirement income plan in place? 
I'm not talking about a collection of retirement income uh, statements or, or account statements. I'm talking about a detailed written retirement plan that lays out, number one, exactly how those uh, sources are going to be tapped into. So you might have four or five different accounts but you need to have a plan for how you're going to tap each one of those and maybe the tax consequences for tapping into those. And, and number two, in what order do you want to tap into those? What's the most, uh, or what's the most efficient and effective way to do that? And number three, in what amounts and over what periods of time uh, do you want to, do you want your uh, retirement income to work. What we find is many people have a lot of aspirations in the first part of their retirement, and then as we age those and we've done those things, we have less desire, and so oftentimes income needs can go down as you get a little bit older, uh, except for maybe long-term care needs. But people typically spend less money in their 80s than they would in their 70s. So, if we don't do anything else for you after this podcast, if we don't end up working together and the only thing we do for you is we can help you get a complete written retirement income plan so that you can walk away from us with greater confidence in your financial future. Please don't leave uh, this show without doing something with the information I've given you because without retirement, uh, excuse me, because retirement without income is really not a retirement at all. We need to figure out where our income is coming from in retirement. It isn't uncommon for me to meet with someone and they tell me they are a conservative investor. Then I look at their investments and see they've invested very aggressively. It starts, it starts here. Most of the time when I meet with people and ask them how much risk they have in their portfolio, they really have no idea how much risk they're taking on in their portfolio. They don't know what would happen if we had a market correction. They don't know how their investments are correlated to the risk. It's okay if you're one of them. You're not alone. But what I would challenge you to do is to come in and uh, let me run a quick report for you that details exactly what would happen if we had another uh, 2008 Great Recession scenario. And make sure you understand exactly how much risk you have in your portfolio. It's super important because how can you make good decisions about retirement income if you don't know how much risk you're taking on in your portfolio? For the first time in history, we have a new generation out there. It's called the sandwich generation. This is when you could be taking care of your aging parents, but then you also have the kids who have either left home or recently have come back to home. Sometimes we get so focused on planning for our retirement that we don't stop and think about all the things that can come up around us. And so this is, uh, this is very true in my own life. My mom is, is uh, I, I've told you before on the show that she was diagnosed with dementia in 2018, two years ago. And, uh, and so that has been a great burden for our family. And uh, I have a toddler, a three-year-old. And so this is the first time this, this crunch has been uh, put on many people. And so this situation is not uncommon. And so... We want to plan for that, though. And so in the, in the next portion of our, our show here today, we want to talk about what the uh, criteria is when a lady is looking for a financial advisor. There's five criteria I want to share with you here that could be very applicable to you when you're looking for a financial advisor. First of all, 
You want a financial advisor that listens to you. You want someone that understands what you're trying to achieve. If all they're doing is talking, they're probably not listening to you. Also, we want one that's transparent, open, and honest. And so a lot of times this can be, uh, this can be uh, interesting to deal with, I'll say. Uh, it's, it's like going to the mechanic, though. If something's going on with your car, if it's got a tick or it's rattling or something like that, and you just said to, went to the mechanic and set your car there and said, work on it, and you didn't tell them what you were trying to achieve, of course, that can be difficult for the mechanic, and it can be difficult for your financial advisor if you're not open and honest about what you're trying to achieve. And so I would encourage you to, to be open and honest and, and expect that from your financial advisor also. The next thing, and, and this is something I'm really passionate about, is you want your financial advisor to respond in a timely manner. And so uh, it's our goal if, uh, if you've called us to call you back that same day if you don't get a hold of us, and certainly to respond to emails within 24 hours. Also, I hear this commonly, that uh, I, I, we had some clients and they said, uh, every time we go to our financial advisor, there's five or six guys in black suits that come out and they sit down around us and they talk over our head and we have no idea what they're saying and we don't understand them. So you want a financial advisor that speaks clearly that uh, doesn't lose you in the lingo of our industry, something that you can understand. And then the final thing, and this is probably one of the most important parts, is the five, fifth criteria is you want a written retirement plan, and you want it reviewed regularly, at least once a year. And so that's our pledge to our clients. We will help you with a written retirement plan, and we will review that at least once a year and, uh, and have check-ins throughout the year. And so... That's the five criteria. Listen, open and honest, respond in a timely manner, speak clearly, and a, create a written retirement plan and review it regularly. If you don't currently have a written retirement income plan, and by that I don't mean a retirement portfolio and a collection of accounts and account statements, uh, but a clear and concise written retirement income plan, a physical document that you can hold in your hands that details exactly how you're going to tap into those various assets and wisely leverage them to help you ensure that they last as long as you need them to, regardless of the markets. If you don't, if you don't currently have a written retirement plan, please schedule a time. You can go to Excel in Retirement, and that will bring up my calendar, and you can schedule a 15-minute call with me, and we can talk about uh, our next steps and how to, how to get started with that. Just schedule a 15-minute call with me at Excel in Retirement. That brings up my calendar and how to schedule that. Um, I would be happy to spend some time understanding what you're trying to achieve and see if we have a basis to work together. But we want to figure out where your income will be coming from in retirement. Now, ladies, I know you may be sitting there and thinking, I don't know if I can get my husband to come along and participate. You've clearly laid out, David, this is you talking, you've clearly laid out to me that uh, this is important, and especially for ladies because they're likely to be fully in charge of their household resources and finances. But I don't know if my husband will come along to meet with you, whether that be by Zoom or in person. Well, here's the thing. Based on all my experience we have working with ladies, I can tell you the answer is you can get your husband to come along, but here's the way to not do it. You don't walk in during the middle of the Clemson game and say, look, Jack, you're going to go to this. 
The way to do it is this. You walk into the house tonight and you say, Honey, I love you, and and we're going to be married for as long as I live, but here's the deal. Statistically speaking, there's a good chance I could live very much longer than you, or I could live longer than you, which means that financially I could be left needing a plan. And uh, and I listened to a podcast with David, and the presenter really knew what he was talking about. He's been doing this for nine years, and I'd really like you to take an hour and uh, and sit down with him, or maybe just start with scheduling that fifteen minute call to see if we have a basis to work together. We may be perfectly fine, and if that's what we are, that's great. We're done, and we can make some adjustments if we need to with our plan we currently have. Either way, it's one hour to find out. If we're if we've got a sound plan in place, or if we need to make some adjustments, and uh, that's that's something that's easy for somebody to agree to, I believe, and it could be a great way to approach it. But the only people we can't help at our firm are those whose financial future we take more seriously than they do. And so, if you're here listening to the show and you're married, and uh, and we we've got to have you helping along with this situation to get it done because uh, it's up to you, in other words. And so we want to help you in any way we can. And uh, that's the name of the game in our business is helping uh, as many people as we can. That's what we're passionate about. And we would love to connect with you and help you in any way we can, whether that just be uh, giving you a second opinion or, or whatever that may be. But I appreciate you listening. And I, I know you'll get a lot of uh, good content out of listening to our shows. So I appreciate that. And I uh, hope you have a great day. And we will see you again next week. That's our show for today. And that wraps up our series on empowering women. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.